Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump's 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, already hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, my friends. So much to talk about in the realm of national security. I think this is a time when a lot of people feel terribly unsafe, and I think we need to be alert, we need to be aware and educated, and that is why we enjoy having our friend, national security expert and former FBI agent John Guandolo joining us. John, I think it is uh, undeniable that the Democrats uh, need chaos. They want chaos. That is part of the game plan. It is the game plan. Yeah, it sure is. Great to be on with you again, Wendy. Um, so you've You've spoken about some things this morning that absolutely point towards that. So when you're talking about voter fraud, and not just voter fraud, you made the point that these people are overtly, in the examples you were using, overtly violating the law and then standing boldly and lying about it right to the cameras, right? They're, they're not hiding it. And citizens should ask, now, why would someone do that? Just plainly commit fraud, boldly lie about it. Well, the fraud and, and political gamings and things have been going on forever. But when you see it like it is, when you see people standing up, uh, and, and let to be clear, these, these issues are not separate from the Democrat Party quite brazenly supporting Hamas right now. And these things are related because, number one, they have contempt for the law. Because obeying U.S. law, state law, and their constitutional oath is not what they're about. And so whether you're talking about that Salon article uh, attacking people who are Christian nationalists, or where uh, their desire for chaos, which is part of the, uh, the jihadi and the communist plan, they want citizens to violate the law 
and start doing things that they can point to and use as an excuse to, quote, defend themselves. They want the chaos, but they prefer that it, uh, even though they're initiating it, they want to be able to point to and have a means to point to patriots and say, see, they started it, because they know their allies in the traditional media will amplify that and put that out. And then the message is, these people came after us, we have a right to defend ourselves. And that that's how this all comes down. So they've been doing it. They've been provoking. And I am actually have been shocked, and I've been... Uh, uh, that same traditional media has come after me uh, for literally saying, I'm, I'm amazed at the restraint of American patriots uh, thus far. Now, some of it is they're asleep at the wheel, uh, but some of it is the, the patriots that do understand what, what is going on. Uh, some of them are not sure what to do, but those people who know uh, some of what needs to be done uh, they're, they're starting to do it, and I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about actually taking back their communities at the local level. But yes, the, the communist movement, the jihadi movement, they want chaos because their goal is to step in and instill order, which both communists and jihadis do very well. But it, as you and I have discussed, they do impose order, but that comes with a lack of liberty, and the that's the sacrifice, of right? From that, society. That's the sacrifice. So this is what I always say in my analogy of the of the firefighter arsonist, um, or the arsonist firefighter. I know where the fire is because I've started it, and now I can come in, put it out, be the hero, and come up with some new rule under the guise of keeping everybody else safe, which gives me more power, more control, and takes away something that is inherently special to you. It's what's going on all over the place, John. And I think more people are seeing it for what it is. But better than that, they're seeing it at a quicker pace. I, I agree. And I want to share a, a couple things with, with you and the audience because it's been fascinating to me. I just did a uh, uh, debate last night. It was supposed to be a discussion with a crazy person. And uh, um, the topic was actually... Wait, wait, wait! You have to Hamas. be a little bit. You have to be a little bit more specific. Crazy in terms of just their ideology, or they were just being crazy to talk to, or both. Uh, all of the above. Okay, yeah, go they ahead. didn't. Uh, it's a guy <laughs> named Chris Guy. Okay. Uh, you know, he's an anti-vaxxer, but he's uh, he's a very Canada. He, he was he was using yeah he was using talking points from Hamas and Al Qaeda to to defend Hamas and come after me, and it was just it was ridiculous. So it was a. Quite frankly, I, I think it was probably a waste of time. But what's interesting, uh, I use this because I told the host, you know, that that person is a propagandist for the other side. He's not a good guy that's just confused on the issues. And you got to be able to discern. But the reason I bring it up is what I have been experiencing uh, in the last several months, but even more so in the last two to three weeks, is people that I know have reached out to me former FBI colleagues, some who are still in, some who are out, some working with the government, some not, uh, who have literally said, you've been right for 20 years. 
And I tell them, you know, when I got recruited out of the Bureau into the Department of Defense, I, when I would brief senior government officials, I would say, hey, sir or ma'am, you know, in 10 years, I don't want to say I told you so. I just want to win the war, and this is how we need to do it. But sadly, we could only find a handful of courageous men and women that were willing to stand up and do something about it. They were all Republicans, and sadly, the people that came after them were Republicans. But again, my point is, I have had people step forward. The light bulbs are going on Mm -hmm. in people's minds. Um, They are starting to see that the level of corruption is much, much greater than they thought it was that the threat of the Islamic and communist movement is real, mm-hmm. it's coordinated, it's organized. In not, they're not completely getting it yet, but they're, they're getting close. And that, to me, tells me um, there is, uh, we have the ability now more than ever yes. to continue to speak truth about these things and garner some momentum. Well, uh, but I think we're very, as you know, we're very far down the road on this going to be a very difficult battle. Let me ask you this. So the Biden administration is clearly pushing pushing out a pro um, Hamas, pro Palestine um sort of like a public service message. I'm hearing it in Corinne Jean-Pierre, we're hearing it um in Kamala Harris. Uh, what do they get out of this um partnership? Because on paper, they're saying we're going to support Israel. But behind the scenes and what we're seeing now more than ever is it's a different story. To what benefit? Well, I think first we have to understand these people, the current administration and all of their minions, they hate America. They don't value their oath. They don't value the law. They hate America. That, like, at some point, people have got to understand this. Mr. Biden, Kamala Harris... Uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, the Attorney General, they hate America. And they're working against the interests of America. They truly see America as a colonial power that only abuses people's human rights. Some of them actually do it from a place in their heart where they think America is just gross and mean and, and, and evil. Some of them do it from different positions. But clearly, they're personally benefiting from this. They are benefiting because when their movement is actually completely in charge, just like in a communist system, the elites will be the ones with the money and the power and all the goodies. This is not that complicated, but we have to encourage your audience. They hate America. The men and women of this administration that swore an oath of office never intended to keep the oath. And remember, it's the Republican leadership that held the door for these people. 100%. 100%. And we should also indicate that it was Barack Obama on day number one who said he was going to knock down America to its size and went down on that. He went all over the world on that apology tour. I want to ask John Guandolo specifically about an article I just read in the Jerusalem Post. Allegedly connecting Rashida Tlaib, the congresswoman, with financial connections, donations, etc. to Hamas. What does this mean? It's scary. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. 
Let's get back out to our national security expert, John Guandolo. John, this Jerusalem Post article, interesting. I don't need to do a huge dive into it, but the headline says what it says, that Rashida Tlaib has given money to Hamas. Uh, and, and I'm wondering, now certainly Jerusalem uh, Post has its own bent on things, and that's a fact. Well, that's that's uh, very un- disconcerting, shall I say. Yes, yeah, so if we just wash everything away except the facts, as they lay on the table. Uh, in my professional opinion, Rashida Tlaib could be prosecuted for material support of terrorism, to conspiracy to commit terrorism, uh, terrorism financing. There are all kind of federal charges that could be brought against her right now. You've literally got her and her organization working with a designated terrorist group, Hamas, working with the designated terrorist group, uh, Population, uh, Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, PFLP. Uh, you've got three significant Hamas leaders uh, that are integral to um, her organization, what she's doing. Uh, and you have her publicly putting out support and raising money for terrorists individually. Uh, and terrorist organizations, Hamas and so why the didn't FLP. why didn't the Republicans uh, vote to censure her then? Ah, that's interesting, because I think they're the greatest threat to the republic. That's why they never will. They're not going to do anything. This is I want to really take a two by four to the face of everyone listening. If you you truly, pardon me, you truly have to extricate your head from your butt. And you have to realize the Republicans are the greatest threat. The people that bear the name Republic in their name, Republicans, the party of Lincoln, are the ones holding the door for these people. Yes. So no matter how cool they sound in hearings, the bottom line, at least for the last 13 years, is they are not only doing nothing, they are ensuring that our adversaries keep walking forward. And until patriots who actually believe in the founding principles of the Constitution, get this and realize the only way to turn this around is to fortify your county. Stop worrying about who wins the next election. Stop worrying about your senator. That Yeah, you can pay 10%, 5%, 3% of your time, but 95% of your time should be spent on who's running your county. And if they're a turd, you should flush them. John, you should get them out. We have a socialist running for county executive in my county in southwestern land before time, Pennsylvania. A socialist and her signs are in my neighborhood. And I want to go up to my neighbors and slap them and say, do you have any idea what this means? But they're hook, line and sinker. Well, then then they're suicidal and they don't understand that by voting in a communist, because a socialist is a communist. Correct. Lenin said socialism, the purpose of socialism is communism. Communism, right. So uh, th- these are stupid people who don't understand our founding principles and don't understand the threat that's on their doorstep. And I wouldn't spend much time with I that. agree with you 100%. It sounds harsh to say that, friends, but it's 100% true. Now, John, before I run out of time, you said you had good news. I do have good news. The good news that I believe is twofold. Part of it is what I shared earlier. It's that based on what I'm seeing, not only in my own personal experiences with people, 
where light bulbs are coming on because current events are starting to whack people in the face and they realize what's going on. That is important. The, the second thing is around the country, there are more and more stories of citizens trained, people that we've trained and people that are doing it on their own based on the principles that I've shared on your show and shared other places. People are just doing it. They're taking back their communities, their schools. They're shutting down the evil places like Planned Parenthood. They're pushing communists out. They're, they're getting rid of these drag queen hours in elementary and junior high schools. They're putting in patriots who understand the ideals of the Declaration and the Constitution. They're putting them in the, in the city councils. They're pulling their children out of public schools that are completely broken. They're setting up homeschools. They're setting up schools in their churches. These are good things that are happening. You're seeing churches punt pastors that are cowards and putting in real men of God who are going to shepherd the flock in a way that returns truth and true justice to the community. I mean, these things are happening. They're not happening enough, but they're happening. And to me, this is very encouraging. I agree. And I, I, agree. And I think I encourage people to remember, don't go outside the law. Don't give our adversaries the reasons yes. to come after you. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think, John, you have a, a great perspective. We are obviously ever vigilant about all these people crossing our border. Uh, we've, we've run out of time. I'll give you the last 10 seconds, my dear. <laughs> well, if people want to get in touch with me, you can now find me at johnguandolo.com. Uh, come visit. I'm still building that out, but uh, you can still connect with me and uh, get my books, etc. there. I love it. Thank you very much. National security expert, former federal agent John Guandolo, as always, a joy. You know, a stunning 42 percent of Americans say that they would likely join a class action lawsuit against one group of people. This is big news. I'll tell you who it is next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. There is going to be a day when all of these media outlets who have chosen to not cover the news for whatever reason their policy was predicated on, whether they were accepting money from the federal government a la CARES, or they took money from Big Pharma or Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation floated them some dough, There is going to be a time when all of these organizations are going to find out in a very painful financial way that they are on the wrong side of history. They've been on the wrong side of history, refusing to cover stories that needed an objective and honest and dedicated media. But that died a long time ago. And that is really hard for me because I so enjoyed that business. I so believed in it. I showed up every single day because I believed that it was necessary that the people in my community needed somebody they could believe in. And the people in my community knew I wasn't going to lie to them. We don't have that anymore. 
These stories coming out about fraud, about malfeasance, about all of it. The media are going to have a major reckoning. Their come to Jesus day for each and every one of them is going to be different. Sometimes it's death by a thousand cuts. For others, it's just going to be one monster story that they've backpedaled, they refuse to cover, that's going to come out and they're going to have to or else be cast into the trash heap of history. One of those stories has to do with these COVID vaccines. Let's stop with the song and the dance. Let's stop dancing around the issue and pretending that, oh, my 17-year-old who died because 17-year-olds don't die. Oh, is this a bad infection? No, it wasn't. And we know it wasn't. And the lies, the deceit, the cover makes me so angry. I don't even have words for it. So I'm delighted that I have a Rasmussen poll to share with you because it underscores my ire. And here's what it says. This is actually from Steve Kirsch's newsletter. Who's Steve Kirsch? He's not a doctor. He's just a millionaire entrepreneur who's invented things, sold things, and happened to step outside the realm of where everybody else was really comfortable during COVID to say, you know what? This doesn't make sense to me. You weren't allowed to do that. And he was blackballed. He was excommunicated from his own company. And people in scientific circles were like, whoa, he's a hot potato. We're not going to touch him. Too hot to the touch. Why? Because he said, this isn't making sense. All of these excess deaths that don't make sense. We're not allowed to talk about that. We're not allowed to talk about infant mortality up this year, 3%. Well, that's not a lot. It actually is a huge amount. Rasmussen poll, a stunning 42% of Americans would likely join a class action lawsuit against COVID vaccine uh, makers if it was permitted by law. That's huge. 42% of Americans say this. 42% of Americans say they have been vaccine injured. Wait, what? That can't be. We don't talk about that. Well, we're starting to. I have been the whole time. And uh, I lost a job over it. So how do you like me now? Rasmussen Reports has just released yet another devastating survey about the COVID vaccine. The latest survey released at 1030 a.m. November 2nd, so just about 24 hours ago, confirms yet again that the COVID vaccine is a train wreck, the biggest healthcare disaster in our lifetime. Among these key conclusions, 47% of the respondents personally know someone who was killed by the COVID vaccine or COVID virus, excuse me. 47% personally know somebody who the virus took out. 24% personally know someone who was killed by the COVID vaccine. One in five, excuse me, one in four, 42% said it was somewhat likely or very likely that they would join a major class action lawsuit against the pharmaceutical companies for vaccine side effects. That would make it the largest class action in U.S. history by a long shot. And the implications are stunning. 56% of people who got vaccinated are 
or were vaccine injured in some way. What? This is because 42% want to sue. Only 75% were vaccinated. So if you do the math, that's 56%. That is unprecedented. It is a complete train wreck for a vaccine that was touted as safe and effective the same way our elections are safe and secure. These frauds lie to us. We know they lie to us. And it really sucks to be one of the few standing alone, screaming from the mountaintops for everybody else who's too mealy-mouthed or conflicted or bought off to notice to pay attention. The survey results show damning, damning information. And the implication to Pfizer and to the Moderna stock is significant. I think it's more than likely not to eventually, excuse me, more than likely going to cause their individual stocks to crater. And I think that would be a worthwhile result, don't you? For the people who made billions upon billions of dollars, for all of the scumbag Bill Gates out there who decided to buy stock in September of 2019 and to Pfizer's partner, BioNTech, just because I'm going to buy a million shares. Feels like it. It's a Tuesday. What the hell? Let's go for it. Only to sell it in the third quarter of 2021, right before Bill Gates came out. And said, yeah, you know what, it's just, it's just not stopping transmission the way we hoped. We're going to have to create something better. Before he said that, he sold all of his shares. Nifty little profit, too. But, I mean, what's $260 million when you're a billionaire? That's supposed to be okay. Can you imagine if there was a class action lawsuit? Class action lawsuit involving millions upon millions of injured and angry Americans who realize that their only recourse is to bankrupt the companies that took so much from them. Now that would be very interesting. I should mention this poll taken by Rasmussen, and you can find it. You can find it on Steve Kirsch's Substack, kirschsubstack.com. It's free. The Rasmussen stuff isn't if you go to Rasmussen, but it is on this Substack. This was a poll of 2,000 people, give or take, on October 26th and then at the very end of this month, at the very end of October. So it's very recent. It's within the last week. There is going to be a reckoning for all of these media organizations that have refused to talk about this that have created a black ball, blacklist. Do not talk about this issue. We don't want to get sued. I understand in many ways the threat of lawsuits, but it's usually the person who's creating the injury, who's bullying those who have the power to expose their culpability in the scheme. That said, my friends, you know what time it is. In a world of gluttony, of greed, of people who want to be in power and sit atop their mountains of billions of dollars, there is such an idea as finding enough, having enough. 
not extra per se, maybe just enough. And for a gentleman in Indiana, finding enough has created, has made him, I should say, the hero of his community. Enjoy. If there was ever an election in this country for kindest American, the people of Galveston, Indiana, know who they'd nominate. Because I think he's out there to help everybody. That's what he's known for. He just always has been. It's the cloth he's cut from. Just a special guy, very special guy. So who is this great humanitarian who lifts up the people of Galveston? The same man who puts them down. Meet 89-year-old gravedigger Alan McCloskey. Alan has been at this job since 1952 and refuses to retire because he says a new gravedigger might not square the corners as precisely, might not care as deeply for all those loving souls. Yeah, people that have went to school with and worked with. What was your hardest one? My wife. How'd you get through that? I figured she'd want me to do it. Alan and Barbara had three kids, but his definition of family extends well beyond blood, which may explain why a good chunk of the town gathered recently for what Alan thought was someone else's birthday party, but was really a celebration of him. At the party, he got an official Guinness World Record for longest career as a grave digger, 70 years and counting. But more importantly, he was recognized for the thousands of odd jobs he's done for people. It's his side hustle, but with a twist. We'd ask Alan for a bill and he wouldn't give us a bill. Never get a bill, uh, you know, I'll send you a bill. He said, I'll just catch up with you later. And then- Later never came. You, you, never, hear, you never hear anything more about it. It was the running joke at his party. Anybody in here still waiting on him to send you a bill for one million? <laughs> yeah, I did ask Alan about this. They say they can't get a bill from you. Oh. But all I got was a hearty laugh. Alan McCloskey, unassuming by profession and persona, but also a bold beacon for anyone in search of meaning. Alan has figured out what life is about. It's not the money that makes him happy. I truly believe Alan has figured out where enough is at. He's found enough. And strange thing about finding enough, you often end up with more than enough. My boyfriend, Steve Hartman, one of these days he's going to realize that I've adopted him as my boyfriend. I'm sure his wife won't care. Beautiful story from Steve Hartman, the best of the best storytellers out there. All right. Do not go anywhere. I'll get it together. And we've got Bad Joke Friday coming up next. Remember, it's supposed to be terrible. So don't go anywhere. We were just talking off camera about and off air about how important that good news story, the good news segment always is every week. Just to wrap it up and remind us that there is so much great stuff going on out there and it's happening, it's happening at your house. It's going on in your community. It doesn't make it to the news usually because most people who do right by others do right by others without expecting a parade. But when Steve Hartman can roll in and tell a story that moves you like that, ah, life is good. All right, you know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. 
ladies and gentlemen, I just flew in from New York and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. <laughs> Anywho, welcome to the comedy club. Won't you give it up to Wendy and Brock for Bad Joke Friday? All right, I just want to tell all of you, if you're new to the program, we are a hard-hitting political commentary uh, program every single day. And I believe that it is my job as a mom, and it's my number one thing I say I am. I am a mom. And I give you my perspective as a common-sense conservative woman that makes this show somewhat unusual. But what makes it really unusual is that we solicit your terrible jokes. And we believe that at the end of the week, after good news, you deserve to laugh or at least roll your eyes and say, well, thank goodness other people are dumber than I am. And that is what this point of this of this part is, right? And so we're going to start. And our first joke is always Doc Rafferty from the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh. So a married man goes to the fortune teller and he sits in the dark. It's a hazy room. He looks across as the mystic peers into the crystal ball and delivers some grave news. There is no easy way for me to tell you this, so I'm just going to be blunt. You must be prepared for what's going to happen. Your mother-in-law is going to suffer a violent and horrible death this year. Visibly shaken, the man studies the lined face of the mystic and looks down at the single flickering candle on the table. He places his hands over his face to take a couple of deep breaths to compose himself and to stop his mind from racing. And he looks up and he meets the eyes of the fortune teller. And then he asks, will I get away with it? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Who keeps the ocean clean? Who keeps the ocean clean? The mermaid. The mermaid. Did you know why pirates are pirates? They just are. I know. It's called Bad Joke Friday for a reason. Well, what do you call a dead cat on the side of the road? <laughs> I don't know. Kitty litter. Ah. This morning I saw an envelope on my doorstep. It said, do not bend. I stood there for ages trying to figure out how to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> I told my doctor I need help. I... I am addicted to Instagram. He looked confused, said, sorry, I'm not following you. Oh, my gosh. I went to a lovely restaurant for dinner last night. I had the roast pelican. The food was great, but the bill was enormous. I don't get it. The bill was enormous roast pelican. Oh, my heavens. Why does the letter W start with a D? What? Yeah, that's it. A priest, a pastor... And a rabbit. And I can't tell if it's rabbit or rabbi. (laughs) A priest, a pastor, and a rabbit entered a clinic to donate blood. The nurse asked the rabbit, what is your blood type? And the rabbit replied, I'm probably a type O. Type O. Oh, Oh, it's good. (laughs) I like it. My wife threatened to leave me because of my filthy and disgusting habits. I was shocked. I almost choked on my toenails. That's kind of gross. That is gross. Is it good if a vacuum really sucks? Yes, it does. It is good. Why is the third hand on the watch called the second hand? These are things that keep us up at night. If a word is misspelled in the dictionary, how would we ever know? You would tell them. Uh, oh my my wife accused me of stealing her thesaurus. Not only was I shocked, I was appalled, aghast, and dismayed. <laughs> my daughter spent years studying German, but she refused to go to Germany or even to speak to Germans. 
She's a germaphobe. I know. My wife asked me if I had seen the dog Bolt. I said I never knew he did. Oh, God. There was a stabbing in the parking lot outside our gym today. Woman had a knife. She tried stabbing a man in his privates. Oh, she missed and got him in the thigh. The police arrived, arrested the woman. We found out later that they charged her with a Mr. Wiener. (laughs) (laughs) According to official sources, a new simplified income tax form contains just four lines. One, what is your income for this year? Mm -hmm. Two, what were your expenses? Three, how much do you have left? And four, send it. Wow. That's true. 100%. Two muffins are sitting in the oven. One looks at the other and says, man, it's hot in here. The other replies, oh my gosh, a talking muffin. (laughs) (laughs) How many telemarketers does it take to change a light bulb? How many? Only one, but they'll have to do it while you're eating dinner. That's true. 100%. I spent my entire life savings on pasta. It was worth every penny. When does a joke become a dad joke? When it becomes apparent. I'm reading a book titled The History of Lubricants. Ooh. It's non-friction. <laughs> what do you call a cow that eats your grass? A lawn mower. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. We'll be here all. Well, we'll see you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Peace.